your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 576 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. That song you are hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today, very special treat for you guys. We're going to have part two of what turned out to be a two-parter with Mr. Ross Leviton of Locked On Ottawa Senators. Uh, Ross and I talked for quite some time after the Rangers dealt the Senators a loss and ended up clinching playoffs as a result of that. And on top of everything that Ross and I are going to talk about, let's just take a minute as Ranger fans to uh, feel good and be happy that this team is back in the playoffs. Obviously, uh, they went full-fledged, tear-down, rebuild. It was a long process, and you know we finally got there. We've got ourselves a good team again and a team that could certainly do some damage come playoff time. And obviously, it's been looking like the Rangers were going to be a playoff team for quite some time now, but it is officially official at this point. And certainly take a minute to breathe this in and just get excited for the upcoming Stanley Cup playoffs. It really does feel good that these uh, Rangers now have a contending team again and that they're back on track and that they will once again be participating in these Stanley Cup playoffs. But with that, part two of our conversation with Ross Leviton of Locked On Ottawa Senators, just talking Rangers, Senators, Stanley Cup playoffs, and uh, pretty much everything else that we get into. Enjoy. So when you look at Andrew Kopp, and I'll take off my Locked On Senators hat, I'll put on my day job hat with CJOB. I, I work for the radio station that has the Jets rights, so I'm following them closely. And I'm actually working on a freelance project with the Jets. We're doing Road to the NHL features with all these players. So I'm interviewing people around them. And yeah, I started the Kopp one, and uh, we didn't get to finish that one. But I got to talk to his head coach at University of Michigan, Rod Red Berenson, legend of the game, Montreal Canadian in the 60s, like, peak of that and he just was so complimentary about Andrew Cobb I couldn't believe it and he wasn't even putting it on for the camera because he was chirping at Kyle Connor a little bit early on but that's a, that's a story for another day but with Andrew Cobb you say he's a B plus at everything he was an A plus high school football quarterback set state records in Michigan so this guy yeah. is just a complete athlete when it comes down to it and you mentioned uh, Stroll might be gone Cop's a natural center. You said he's playing on the wing right now. You can get him in the middle of the ice for years to come. I think that's one of those deals. And what was the the condition on those picks? I think one of them, they have to go far in the playoffs. Is another yeah. one if he re-signs? So it's two second-round picks. Yeah. And also Mor- Morgan Barron was part of the trade as well. And Going I back to, to Winnipeg. Going back to Winnipeg. Did you like him as a prospect? I feel like they like him here. They, they think he can play like third, fourth-line center. Uh, I like Barron for sure, but to me, I, I don't know that he has as high of a ceiling as some of the other prospects that the Rangers have. I have Fair. no doubt that this guy could very easily stick in an NHL lineup, kind of in a bottom six role, plays physical, plays hard. Um, and there were times this season where he was a healthy scratch for guys like Greg McKaig, and I'm thinking like, oh damn, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, why isn't Morgan Barron playing? But, um, you know, again, I, I think limited ceiling, but the, somebody that I think could certainly stick in the NHL. Um, so... You know, a little bit of a lot to give up. Again, the two second rounders and Baron, And the second rounder, the one of them turns into a first rounder if the Rangers make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Uh, but I'm 
totally cool with that because that's a great problem to have because you're getting yeah. close at that point. Yeah, and Cobb um, has to play in half of those games, I think. But that, I mean, you're yeah. hoping he does. Which I'm sure he will, you know, barring an injury, knock on wood. We had Tyler Mock get hurt the other night, so I, oh. I don't want any more injuries. And he was um, playing well, too. He's one of those guys. How funny is it? You know, Connor Bedard, guy's going to go first overall next, not this upcoming draft, but next one. They asked yeah. him who his favorite player was in the NHL, and he said Tyler Mott. He's from that's, Vancouver. They just love him there, man. Dude, that's you awesome. can see why, right? I, I feel bad because I mentioned a, a minute ago, you know, how I did that exercise about picking yeah. one player from each team. And I got to the Canucks and I'm looking at their UFAs and I kind of just glossed over Tyler Mott. And then they get him in the trade. And like the outpouring of love from Vancouver Canucks fans was like nothing I'd ever seen before. And I'm like, wow, they really like this guy. And I'm telling you, man, like one game and one period into his into his Ranger tenure there. I immediately saw why. I mean, this guy is like a little bulldog out there. I mean, he, he plays every shift like it's his last, gives you everything he's got, and, um, you know, is becoming an important part of the Ranger penalty kill and somebody that was going to give them more depth, solidify the bottom six. That was the Rangers' biggest need going into the trade deadline. They needed more depth and more secondary scoring. And he hadn't really done anything, you know, offensively, but I think it was on the way. And just unfortunately, he got taken out on that hit by, uh, I don't even remember who it was. You know, somebody on the Penguins put a, put a borderline dirty hit on him and then uh it was on after that a lot of fireworks down let's play let's game. play matt cook it might it might have been matt cook in disguise <laughs> you never know man matt cook man don't even get me started on him we will be here all night right me too man no but i i love the moves that the, that the rangers made you know were you surprised they kept gorgiev a little bit i kind of floated the idea of maybe trading him um the, the weird thing about gorgiev is that if he's getting regular playing time and I guess it's not really that weird. I mean, it makes sense when you think about it. If he's getting regular playing time, he's a pretty solid NHL goalie. Yeah. But if he's just playing sporadically, he gets lit up far more often than not. Uh, he did have a game against the Carolina Hurricanes not long ago where he stood on his freaking head. 44 save shutout. Rangers won that game uh, one to nothing. Just an absolutely outstanding performance by Georgiev. Um, but obviously, you know... The biggest hope among Ranger fans is that Georgiev is a complete non-factor in the playoffs because we don't want anything to happen to Igor Shosturkin. I mean, they're going to go as as far as he can take them. Um, is Sammy and, Blay at all likely to come back? Sorry to change it, but like he he seems like a playoff type player. Who's that, Igor? No, uh, Sammy Blay. Or is he? Oh, Sammy Blay. Yeah. So I haven't heard anything all that recently about him, but I will say this: uh, he got injured in November. And the timetable that they gave him at the time, right, do, do the math, yep. The timetable that they gave him at the time was six to eight months. So you do the math. Six May months is May. Month. May is six months. I mean, I'm just saying, never bet against these hockey players, man. I mean, yep. they, they've we've seen guys beat their timetable and come back. And uh, there was a video that kind of surfaced on Twitter, probably going back about a month ago. Um, but he was like on the Ranger bench, you know, not not during the game, obviously, but uh, he had his hockey stick in his hand and was like shooting pucks toward the net, like from yeah. the bench and everybody's eyebrows kind of go up. I'd love to see him come back, man. I, I think it would be a great story. Um, you know, he's obviously a tough physical player and, uh, you know, right wing was their biggest area of need. And obviously they addressed that a little bit with some of the moves that they made. But I would imagine Sammy Blay would crack this lineup if he if he got back healthy. Never seen yeah, that for sure. And I mean, yeah. just de- having depth in the playoffs, you can't have enough. Fit. And he w- he's a cup champ, isn't he? Yeah, of he course is. He, is. he won it. He won it with the Blues. And, uh, you know, it'd been a long time since the Rangers had a Stanley Cup champion on their roster. And of course, they've got Barclay Goodrow now as well. And uh, I was big on that, man. You need some guys with some playoff experience, some guys that have been there and done that. Rangers are obviously a young team. They're going to have 
a lot of players making their playoff debut this season. And even some of the ones that haven't, you know, the only playoffs that they've gotten was in the bubble a couple of years ago and they got swept right out of the playoffs oh, by the hurricanes. Quick. And yeah. that's not really, I mean, take nothing away from, you know, the, the teams that did well in the playoffs that year, but you don't really have playoff atmosphere if the fans aren't there and you're playing every single game in the same city. You know what I mean? No, but that was the first game, right? Or like they were the first series to play and we hadn't had hockey yeah. in like three months. And then there was like a big hit, two fights right off the bat, wasn't there? Didn't yeah, Justin there Williams um, get in a fight? Strom fought Justin Will. Yeah. Uh, Justin, yeah, yeah, Justin Williams. And what else? I think there was another there fight was in that huge game. huge hit too, yeah. I remember and just it, being like, hockey so is weird. back, the pandemic's over, and now here we are 12 months later, and it's like yeah. kind of maybe over in a way. It was so weird though because it like that game was like on a Wednesday afternoon at like 2 p.m. or something like that. Yep. I, I just remember like all those games were being played at such weird times because there were so many you know games to get through, and obviously everybody's got to share the same arena, so – Wild August first, August first at two p.m. That's hockey day time, man. Come on, that's so funny. Just want to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of two hundred dollars sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well constructed, durable frames, and premium high end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shitty Ray's insane protection program. Shitty Ray's includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to Fight Hunger in America when you shop with Shady Ray's. Exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com and use code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses. Backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is also brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, and just want to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Uh, I got to ask you this. I know we're probably running a little shorter on time, but oh, who, are good, you ho- who are you hoping to see in the first round? Do you have a preference? I mean, I try not to be careful what you wish for, right? Yep. Um, the team I mean, that scares teams, me. The eight teams have all clinched since, well, more or less since like yeah. mid-January. So you got eight good teams going to the playoffs for sure. Oh yeah, Rangers officially clinched tonight. By the way, and it's you're funny welcome. because they, they could <laughs> they could have clinched with a win or an Islander loss. The Islanders were playing a little bit later than the Rangers. I'm like, man, let, let's just let's just win. I, I don't want to clinch. I mean, I know they're going to the playoffs no matter what, but let's clinch by something of our own doing here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, sorry. A what was massacre. The a massacre, as we called it on our on our postcast title. We had a little fun with the Saturday Night Live. We called 
um where is it in new york city how, how do you guys say it there oh my god now i'm just a complete muppet what is it live from new york it's a saturday night massacre that's what the title was that's pretty uh, clever there. man Points man for it, that for sure it, as well, far as which team i'd like to see though i mean th- there's part of me especially after all the nonsense that the uh the penguins were pulling the other night you know in the third period give me a piece of them i mean the rangers have beaten them three out of four times anyway and it's such a great rivalry and i know be careful what you wish for but i would love nothing more than to see the rangers knock them right out of the playoffs um, I think it would be a great series. I think it would be tough. Not going to be a layup by any stretch of the imagination, but the Rangers have the better goalie. They're the more physical team. They're kind of in their heads. I mean, the Penguins have gotten really, really flustered the last two times that the Rangers and Penguins have played each other. So by no means do I think it would be easy, but I think the Rangers would outlast that team in a best of seven series. Um, and then as didn't far as, you know, Didn't Shesterkin wave them off the ice the other night? Yeah, well, basically what happened was the Rangers scored an empty netter with 37 seconds left. And I wrote down in my notes when that happened, the Penguins started more crap when dot, 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 because I knew it was coming. They weren't going to just leave well enough alone. They weren't going to handle the loss with any shred of dignity because that's just who the Penguins are. And naturally, you know, they're attacking Chris Kreider at the end of the game. Kreider, you know, had a cut on his mouth. He was bleeding a little bit. Um, And then there was a big standoff like at the red line. Everybody just kind of yelling at each other after the game ended. And Igor kind of just, you know, doing one of these. I don't know. He might have been saying, you know, that they're talking a lot, but I, I think he was waving them off the ice. And uh, that was a, a beautiful sight right there for sure. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, yeah. man. I, I would love for you guys to kick the crap out of the Penguins. Obviously, the Sens have a tough history with Pittsburgh, the double overtime game seven conference final. And you can even go beyond that. They made the only other time this past decade, Ottawa made it out of the, the first round. They beat the wheels off of the Montreal Canadiens in 2013 and then lost in five games to, to the Penguins. 2010, they got swept by the Penguins. 2008, they lost the Penguins. Penguins have beaten them out of the playoffs way too often. So if you yeah. guys could do us that one solid since we did you a solid, let you clinch the playoffs tonight. There it is. That would be really nice. And you know what? As a honorary chairman of the Board of Rangers supporters, I would love nothing more than to, to get the Crosby Kleenex back out that we used to see when he was young. He used to whine after every single play. Now, we have to have some respect. That golden goal certainly changed my opinion of him a little bit in 2010. But if you guys could please do us that solid, I'd really appreciate it. I hope so, man. You know, the way the standings line up right now, they would be playing each other. And it, it's just kind of felt for, you know, going back even, you know, a month, six weeks, however far you want to go back, it just feels like those two teams are on a collision course. And uh, I think it's going to be must-see TV. Even if you're not a fan of either team, I think that might be, you know, one of the first-round playoff series to watch for sure. Um, oh, yeah. So who's? let's flip the question. Is there a team that you need to avoid? I would say, even though they haven't really played that well recently, I think the Carolina Hurricanes are going to get it together sooner rather than later. Uh, they just play such a sound defensive game. Obviously, Freddie Anderson having... Uh, you know, I would say a Vesna candidate worthy season. I think Igor should be the Vesna winner. Uh, but, you know, that's one of the few teams that, you know, can almost get close to matching up with the Rangers as far as the goalie position is concerned. Uh, so there's that. Uh, there's also the fact that the Canes have about 20 former New York Rangers on their team. And the former New York Rangers always tend to do something big whenever they play the Rangers. <laughs> I don't know you think, what they, it is, you think they just start anti-ranta and goal just to stick it to you instead of Freddie? Watch them do that, man. And then Ranta <laughs> pitches a shutout. Um, you know, Kevin Hayes a few games ago, he scored in the shootout to, to beat us. 
freaking Brett Howden is scoring a goal and an assist when we played the Knights earlier this season. That's just the way it goes, man. So uh, that reason alone, I mean, I know that's, you know, getting superstitious, but I mean, I, I've seen it too often to, yeah, to want to play a team that has that many former Rangers. So that's fair, man. That's funny. Yeah, and I mean, also, yeah. I mean, Freddie Anderson, we call him Freddie Laleem on our show because Patrick Laleem was always a great goal in the regular season and just let in untimely goals in the playoffs. And that's what Freddie Anderson did with the Leafs year after year. They'd get to game seven and he'd let in two or three squeakers. So yeah. it would be the funniest move ever. If they, if they just went and obviously we're just dreaming, it would never happen. Just Freddie Anderson's having an unbelievable season. And he's a big reason why you probably don't want to play the Carolina hurricanes in the first round. But if they just were like, Hey, former Rangers just dominate when they play against you. All right, Auntie, you're in buddy. Well, and on top of that, man, like the Canes, they're just a team that's been knocking on the door the last couple of seasons. You know, they, yeah. they've been close and I just feel like one of these seasons, they might complete their runs. So I wouldn't mind with the rain, the, the Rangers missing the Canes in the first round this season. This season, yeah. obviously, they're gonna have to play them sooner or later if both teams keep winning. Um, and you know, the Canes are in first, and the Rangers are in second. So, seems like they will uh, avoid them in the first round. But yeah, I mean, give me the Penguins. Give me maybe the Capitals that the Capitals can pass the Penguins. But like I said, man, it just feels like the Rangers and Penguins are for sure on a collision course. Just want to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why end often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse just so happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need rockauto.com who do you think the favorite is in the eastern conference then carolina because for me man it's still tampa i know they've lost a few recently but uh, that's a team that you don't want to play a team that's just got back-to-back cups and they've gotten like they've gotten rest from the right people on the way right like kucherov missed a bunch of time point missed a bunch of time like it's not like it's a tired group they revamped their whole third line they lost all three guys then they add hagel they add nick paul like they, they would be the team that I stay away from, especially like, oh, give me seven games of Shesterkin versus Vasilevsky. That would be unreal. Yeah, the Lightning, man, it feels like these last couple of seasons here, they're almost just killing time until the playoffs start. Like, I realize they've kind of slipped a little bit in the standings. I think Boston actually jumped them not too long ago. So technically, the Lightning would be one of the wildcard teams right they now. They are right now. Yeah. Like, if the playoffs started today, but you know what it would mean? It would mean Lightning Panthers in the first round. Oh, my God. We saw it Which last year. That was unbelievable. And Spencer Knight was the goalie for a lot of that. That was when Bob was still struggling. Obviously, Bobrovsky's back to his former self now. Yep. So it probably wouldn't be the case. But those were like eight, six games at the time. And what what's the – I, I want to say it's four straight series clinching games that Vasilevsky has shutouts right now. Four straight series clinching games, including two cup finals where he gets shut out in the final game. Like that's that's Hall of Fame shit right there. 
Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, that, that sounds about right. And uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Eastern Conference playoffs are just going to be absolutely nuts this season. I just feel like, you know, there's favorites and everything, but as soon as we think we have everything figured out, Russ, or Ross, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, all good. As soon as, uh, as soon as we think we have everything figured out, you know, the Montreal Canadiens end up in the Stanley Cup Finals. Who saw that uh, coming last season? Am I right? Uh, I mean, so, you know what? Pick your poison. It's either them or the Leafs out of the first round. And to have the Leafs still not be out of the first round since 2004, when when Patty Leem was letting in goals that now uh, he's passed on the namesake. But that is wild. Like, especially as a guy from Ottawa. You know, you absolutely love to see that. They haven't won a playoff series since High Definition TV. There's, wow, yeah. Um, there's there's just so much intrigue. I mean, the, the Leafs, no matter who they play, like, can this team finally get out of the first round? And then you've got teams like the Bruins and the Penguins that are going to be there, and they're kind of the old guard, and do they have one more run in them? And then you've got a young team like the Rangers, you know? Are they wise beyond their years, and can they make a run at it? Uh, can teams like the Panthers and Canes that have been, you know, kind of knocking on the door, but, you know, not getting to the finals yet, can they finally make it happen? So I can't wait, man. I, I cannot remember a playoff season that I've been looking forward to more than this one. And obviously the Rangers being in it has something to do with that, but man, is this going to be good? It's going to, it's just going to be a ton of fun. Do you think there's any frauds? Let me, uh, I got my playoff standings board here. Let me just take a quick look at that. Like I was about to say the Capitals and then they just put up a six spot tonight and, and got you know, a big, I, I uh, would big say, I would say maybe the Capitals, it feels like they're just kind of there because nobody else is there. You know what I right. mean? Like, I don't know, man. They, they, I don't think they've won a playoff series since they won the cup. Have they maybe won? Ooh, that's a fantastic question. One that I can find out pretty quick. That's yeah. uh cause yeah, they won the cup in 2018. And then if Moving we go to cap, I would say maybe the Edmonton Oilers three straight first round exits for Washington. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's, and that's after winning the cup, right? Fact. Yeah, yeah. I would say in the West, the Oilers, just because I don't think they have a goalie that can take them very far. (laughs) Aren't they an entertaining team to watch, though? I always tune in. If the Oilers are on TV, I'm always watching because Drysdale and McDavid are, they are what they are. They're two of the five best players in the league, in my mind. And their goaltending might be two of the worst five goalies in the league. And you never know what you're going to get. It's crazy they haven't addressed that. Yeah, and there have been chances to do it. I mean, Marc-Andre Fleury was available at the trade deadline, and instead he goes to Minnesota and is basically – he's taking over a guy for a guy that was in the All-Star game this year in Cam Talbot, former Ranger. So, yeah, yeah, man, they've had their chances. You know, free agency this past offseason as well. They could have gotten Fleury then – or, well, Fleury was traded, but they could have traded for him. Yeah, um, he's got a no-move, though. I don't know how many people are lining up to go up to Edmonton. Although, it's one of those situations where if you're a market or maybe you're not the most desirable, maybe winters aren't the best. If you have a superstar, people are still going to want to go there. I would agree. How about you, man? Any any frauds? Anybody you're not taking seriously here? You know what? You're you're probably going to laugh, but I just I, I I almost hesitate to say it, but I'm not that scared of Carolina. Although I probably should be. Maybe it's yeah. just because Ottawa's played them well this year. I think Ottawa's beat them twice already, so maybe it's just a little bias from them not playing their best games during those. But I also saw an arms race by everyone else. Right? Like we talk about what. New York added at the deadline. Pittsburgh's get gets Raquel. Florida gets Giroux. Toronto gets Giordano. And Colin Blackwell, another like sneaky playoff type performer there. Uh, Boston adds. They get some depth on defense. They also get Hampus Lindholm, a top end defenseman, right? Tampa gets Nick Paul. Florida Washington got Sherratt too. Oh, yeah. 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 Sherratt went, yeah. Or Sherratt went to the Panthers, Florida. 
Four A, yeah. I was supposed to say yeah. Four. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So all these teams are loading up, and then Carolina matches it by getting Max Domi. Like that—that's their big dude. So you know what? I thought they could have done a little more to stay in the race, but they also, and, and the reason why too, they have a great prospect pool. Everyone thinks that they they've got a ton up and comers as well. So I'm surprised they didn't go a little bit further to be like, okay, we've got this solid chance to do well. Why don't we go out there and take it? So I guess they, they gave up a couple picks there in that offer sheet situation with Kotkaniemi. But you know what? I, I'm not sold in the Carolina Hurricanes. And clearly it's a hot take. They're tied for second. I guess three teams right now have 100 points, but first in their division. And I don't know, man. I, I think if, if it's Rangers or Hurricanes, I'm taking Rangers in six games for sure. I hope so, man. I hope you're right about that. You know, with, with the Canes, I think part of it might be too, like, Freddie Anderson, obviously having a great season. He's been a good goalie through his career, but is he really this good? You know, is he, because I'm still big, man, and I know you'll appreciate this as a goalie. I'm still big on, you know, you need to have a good goalie or at least a hot goalie to be a true Stanley Cup contender. I When you look at the four teams that were left last season, every single one of them had fantastic goalies. You had Varlamov with the Islanders, Vasilevsky with the Lightning. You had uh, Flurry with the yep. Knights, and of course, Price, carrying the Canadians on his back through the playoffs. Yeah. So to me, it's still absolutely huge. And, uh, you know, a lot of what the Canes do might fall on uh, Freddie Anderson, you know? Yeah, 100%. So. Um, that, that's one of the things. Like the two things that I look at whenever I'm handicapping a playoff series is special teams, your power play and your PK, and your goaltending. Everything else just kind of falls into place from there. Yeah, I'm, I'm huge on special teams as well in the playoffs, and especially the penalty kill. I just get the feeling, I don't know this for sure, but if you look back over the years, I think you'd have to look a really long time to find a team that had a bad penalty kill and won the Stanley Cup. Yep. You have to be able to get out of those situations. It's hundred percent, especially yeah. yeah. You know what? If you could get talk about advanced stats, the third period PK in the playoffs. That's oh, when yeah. the moment. That's when the pressure's at its absolute peak. You got a good third period PK, or you're going to do some things in the post. Especially on the road, there. man. The home crowd is rocking. Can you hang in there? Can you keep? Oh the fuck yeah, out of that, man. You know? You're getting me so fired up. We still have Dude, three weeks I'm, till playoffs, but I'm, I'm fired still freaking up. ready to go for some playoff hockey, man. You guys will oh, get yeah. there. I know tonight was not a good night for the Senators, no. but you know the last matchup, they they really impressed me. They've got some young players in place, and um, you know, I, I think you know of all the teams, I mentioned this to you last time in yeah, the did. conference that could make it to the playoffs next season. I would say the Senators. And probably the Islanders, you know the Islanders. Yeah, yeah the Islanders seasons. reload. So they had some extra curriculars. Like Ottawa and, and the Islanders were kind of the guinea pigs for COVID this year, right? Like yeah. they both got in November, missed a bunch of games, played games with like ten players out of the lineup at one point as well. For Ottawa, it's not the difference. I'm not saying they're a playoff right, right. team without that, but with the Islanders, they also started on a 15 game road trip while their barn was getting uh, finished up. Like yeah, that's a, that's it's, tough years, and they're also a veteran season team. for them. Yeah. yeah, they're a veteran team too, and they've made back-to-back -back conference finals. Like it might actually be good for them to get like one year longer summer, recuperate, and come back. They've obviously got fantastic coaching. And when we talk about the Capitals, you said Cup final or the Cup. They haven't won a playoff series since Barry Trotz left. And what did he do? He went and he's won six playoff series in in that time since he's left. So I like yeah. I like what you're saying about the Islanders. I think the Senators. It's all about their offseason. I said tongue-in-cheek future Senator Claude Giroux, but that's well, the type happen, of move. Though, man, for sure. That's the yeah. type of move. Bring G home. Hashtag bring G home. He needs to come back to Ottawa. He's building no, a house I'm there. You, man. It's one of those, like like I said, the Sens aren't a free agent destination. So when we have a hometown guy who's at the, the towards the end of his career and would be a perfect mentor but can still play, 
Like that level of move is going to be needed for Ottawa to make the playoffs next year. That's half the battle, man. You got to make your team become a place that people want to go. Like, I feel like the Rangers have done that recently. Obviously they went into the rebuild, but they signed Panarin and they said, we're going to kind of build around this guy. We've seen Mika Zibanejad blossom into one of the best two way centers in the league. Uh, Chris Kreider has always been a solid player and has been absolutely just unfreaking real this season. 50 uh, goal know, scorers next talk. It's crazy, man, because, you know, for a while there, all of us Ranger fans were like, you know, Chris Kreider, he's actually got a little bit of a shot at a 50-goal season. And now, you know, even coming into tonight's game, we're at the point where it's like, man, it'd be shocking if he doesn't get to 50 goals. And he bags two more tonight. Next goal does it. And just crazy. He never had 30 before this season. So Yeah, was, was he wild. ever was he ever a guy that was going to be shipped out? Like, they got rid of so many key pieces from the last run, but he was a guy they decided they had to keep. That was the million-dollar question two years ago at the trade deadline, not just for the Rangers, but around the league, because him and I think Taylor Hall, they were the two guys that could be traded at the deadline. They were kind of head and shoulders above the rest of the class, and the Ranger fan base was really divided on that, but, I mean, Ranger fans can go back and listen to these episodes. I said the Rangers really need to keep Chris Kreider because I said said sooner or later, like, I I get the rebuild, and, you know, you've shipped away guys like Matt Zuccarello and Dan Girardi. Two-time cup champ, Ryan McDonough, exactly. Yeah, man. I mean, everybody was getting shipped off left and right. But I said, you know, sooner or later, you need a couple of vets in that room. You can't just trade everybody who's over the age of 25. You need a couple of guys there. And I said, I think Kreider, you know, it'll be a reasonable price. And I I think he ended up getting about $6.5 million a season. The Rangers had a lot of cap space at the time. Uh, So it came down to the zero hour, man. Trade deadline day, he was either getting dealt or getting extended because they couldn't just let him walk in free agency. Um, 6.5 what's that get you two bedroom in the meatpacking district something like that yeah that's right around there yeah (laughs) but no I I thought it was I thought it was a great move and obviously it's playing dividends and one of the leaders on this team and I mean what a season man cannot say enough about the job that he's done yeah I think that's where the senators I don't want to say completely went wrong yeah I will say it actually Mark Stone would have been that guy for the Sens, and they ultimately get rid of him. There's nothing really of note in return. Eric Brandstrom has his moments, but he's also struggled more than he's not. You saw him get rocked, what, three times tonight? Reeves rolled him in. He's just, he's a small defenseman that doesn't have the evasive skill that like an Eric Carlson or Adam Fox have, where they don't get hit often. He gets hammered every game. He's tough as nails, man. He sticks it out. But when you look at the return for Mark Stone, that's the type of player where when you keep him, you just set the tone around everybody else. You keep the continuity in the locker room from those glory years. The Sens didn't keep anyone from 2017. The only guy left from that playoff series we talked about five years ago, that playoff series, is Colin White. And he played two minutes against Pittsburgh. That was it. Yeah. Nobody else is there. No one. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I, it's it's just wild. I mean, I understand unprecedented. you have Unprecedented. It's unprecedented. It's a teardown. Yeah. It's not even a rebuild at that point. Yeah, yeah. And, and with Kreider, you know, he's the last guy left from the 2014 team that went to the Stanley Cup. And like I said, man, I, I think you need a couple of veterans, a couple of guys who have been there and done that and just kind of lead the way. I mean, the Rangers, they could name him the captain. They have six alternate captains right now, which is <laughs> kind of wild. But, you know, I'm almost at the point with the season that they're having. I'm fine with them not having a captain. I mean, who gets he gets the cup first, though. I Are we getting so. ahead of ourselves? <laughs> I was actually planning on talking about that on a future episode. Like if the Raiders actually go through four rounds of the playoffs and somehow win the Stanley Cup, despite nobody even thinking that they would be a playoff team coming into the season, or, or most people, I did. I, I thought they would at least make the playoffs. But nobody was taking them seriously as a cup contender. I think it's got to be Kreider, but I also had this idea that like I could see the entire team just kind of pushing Igor Shesterkin out there. 
because you know the season he's had. And if they yeah. win the cup, it's, it's I mean, because he's going to be the guy obviously leading the charge. I could yeah. see them kind of pushing him out there. It's fun yeah, to think about these things, man. I will say yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I, I but, bet uh, it's fun for you. I'm trying to think of like, will the senators No, obviously Brady Kachuk's locked up for six years. So yeah. he's the captain of the team. They do have that guy, the, the leader in place. And I'm a huge Brady guy, but uh, it's a long pipe dream. I just want to see a playoff game, man. The CTC it's, Everyone chirps it for the low attendance. It's out in the middle of nowhere. It's in a cornfield next to an auto mall. Like it's completely isolated, but, and it's also way too big. Like you can cram 20,000 people. It's one of the biggest rinks in the NHL and Ottawa is a population of maybe a million. And it's a huge geographic. It's very sprawled out. They've kind of amalgamated because they want the national capital to be a million people. But in realist, in real terms, Ottawa is probably 500,000 people. And, uh, it only gets packed in the playoffs, really. So it's it's unfortunate. Obviously, Rangers fans know. Like they've seen there's been the two playoff series. We're tied at one right now because you guys took us in 2012 as well. So um yeah. I just want to get back to playoffs, man. But the Rangers, like Bob O'Reilly playing right before the game, like you, you absolutely love that. And man, I'm just fired up to get the playoffs for sure. Can't wait, man. Definitely looking forward to it. And uh, I, I figure we can call it there, Ross. We've been talking for quite a while here. It's been it's been a pleasure, though, man. Dude, always-, always fun to chat with you, man. And if you ever need uh, to get the pom poms as a guest out, that's I'm gonna be uh, R- Ross Ranger Ross. You guys can call me. I'll be like the call-in guy, just absolutely sloshed after a Rangers loss and wanting to fire everybody. I lived out in the East Coast for a few years, so I got a soft spot for Gerard Gallant as well. Good PEI boy. So. Um, you know what? If you ever need a, a complete fanboy ranger, that's me coming up in the postseason. Yeah, man, we'll we'll bring you on after one of these games. You know, mix it up a little bit, get a view from uh, you know an impartial party here, such as yourself. And although you're gonna be rooting for the Rangers, oh, since, buddy, know, I'm not impartial. Them, yeah. I got I've got four figures riding on it in terms of my return based on. I told you the odds are wild, so I am very biased. I think the Rangers are the best team. They've got the best player in Artemi Panera, the best goalie in Igor Shosturkin. They're going to dominate. They're going to run through the playoffs. Four games, four games, four games. We'll give the final five games. That's it. Rangers win the cup. I think your <laughs> listeners like me now, though. In just 17 games. <laughs> not too shabby. That, that would be pretty nice. <laughs> All right. Well, That's yeah, like awesome, I said, Ross, man, this is a ton of fun. Um, for sure, we will do this again in the future. Awesome. Always a pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. All right. Once again, a big, big thanks to Mr. Ross Levitin for teaming up for what turned out to be a very special two-part crossover edition. Huge thanks to you guys as well for continuing to listen to the Locked On New York Rangers podcast, your team every day. And that will pretty much do it for today, guys. I think in our next episode, we're going to be breaking down whatever happens between the Rangers and Hurricanes at 7 p.m. on Tuesday night. The Rangers will be at home uh, completing a three-game homestand. And then after that, they are back in action on Wednesday night in Philadelphia, also at 7 p.m. So we got a busy week coming up. Definitely looking forward to talking about all these games as the Rangers close in on the playoffs. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Rodine and Flip Livingston help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts.